Hello out there, uh, this is uh, Gavando on SuperNetRadio.com, home of the, uh, well, with SuperNet Radio Network, uh, and SuperNetRadio.com is the flagship station of the SuperNet Radio Network. We're going to do uh, an interview today. I got um, my uh, engineer, Lutz, is on the line, and we got uh, bass guitar man is his handle, and we're going to go by wit. The uh, who is a developer of OpalCoin, and we're going to ask some questions about OpalCoin. Now, what has been going on lately is everybody is a you know everybody that's probably listening to this show right now is that uh, Bitcoin's in a real dive, and that's that's the latest stuff that's going on. Uh, so uh, we want to be aware of that. It's uh, Sunday, the fourth of December. Uh, 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 this 4th of January, oh my God, I'm listening to month. It's 2015, Happy New Year, everyone, uh, 2015, and um, we're here talking about crypto. Supernet is getting closer and closer to uh, being presented version one. Uh, looks like there's going to be a, uh, a, plus there's a talk of the new talk on Supernet is of a new asset called Supernet times two. I'll be talking about all of this stuff this week coming up and uh, explain all of that stuff to you. It gets pretty, uh, just like Supernet, it gets pretty uh, complicated with everything that's going on with that. And we got to remember we're still in the infancy of the Supernet. It hasn't even been uh, really launched yet, although it is up and working. Several members have got it going. And uh, uh, the uh, all kinds of exciting things happening, including addition of coins. Now, that's why uh, we got OpalCoin. Uh, we got WIT on today because OpalCoin has recently been added to uh, as a core coin to the Supernet. Okay. Cavando uh, here, December 4th. Uh, we're interviewing uh, Wit, also known as uh, Bass Guitar Man of OpalCoin. Bass uh, Wit had said that he uh, he uh, was self-taught. And what was this other thing you said you went to? Uh, what what is this uh, Code Academy? Code Academy, yeah, it's a pretty large. It's kind of like it's a online course almost where it's self-taught. It's learn at your own pace and. They have a bunch of different code languages and stuff you can learn in activities. I would highly recommend it for anyone learning to code. All right. Is 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 it? Uh, do they charge for that? Nope. It's all free. That's great. It's just like uh, what is that famous one? The guy started doing math. Uh, uh, Comp Academy. Yeah, and it's similar to that except it's for coding. Yeah, and it's all interactive. You write the code, and it tells you if it's right. Okay. It's- and uh, all right, so that sounds great. So uh, it seems you've done pretty good, especially now. Did you uh, when you did this Opal coin? So you helped out with Doge, and uh, what was that other coin? Uh, Taco coin. Taco coin, and then you decided you were going to do your own coin. Is that correct? Er, well, I actually came in a few weeks after the coin was started because I needed a developer to really help it take off. And I was that person, and I just stuck around and helped the team after because they're such great people. Okay. And uh, what what's the status of Taco Coin? Uh, Taco Coin, it was never really meant to be big. Uh, I still help out around there. But it was actually the first script coin ever to merge mine, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds it. So, uh, so you you did a uh, a fork off of Taco Coin. 
Uh, no, we didn't. That was just a separate coin I helped develop. Okay. So, so how did you? Uh, so, how did you get together and start developing crypto coin? And what'd you fork off of, and all of that? Uh, I believe it was forked off Black Coin or a similar fork um, of it. It actually Opal started out as a different coin called Onks. And while the developer was well-meaning, he didn't really have what it ta took to actually develop the coin and help it take off. So the Opal team did was come in and rebrand it, and we had a fairly distributed blockchain already, and that's how Opal started. I see. So how did you uh, get together with the team? How did the team come together and start calling themselves Opal Coin? Uh, they had a. They just pulled the community for names that sounded good. And I wasn't there for the very start of it, so I'm not sure the exact story, but that's what I've heard. I see. But it seems like you've taken the, uh, the, the, as the, the lead. Would you call yourself the lead developer? Yes, lead developer. Uh, other people handle the community, and we have a few other developers, too. Yeah, I saw that on, uh, and, and they were in place from this Onyx coin? Uh, yeah, they took over. Okay. Uh, now... When you started OpalCoin, uh, there was a period. What when when would you say was the official launch of uh, OpalCoin? I think it was sometime around October or September. Okay. Uh, well, you would think. Uh, I would hope that you would be more definite about the time and knowing the time since you're the developer. You know, usually you say like if somebody asked me when was Veracoin launched, you know, I tell them 17 May 2014. You know, you, 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 you can't pin it down? What was the deal? You had the difficulty? I, I, I just wasn't there for the start. Here, I can check online quickly. I can check the code. That has it in there. Okay. Well, I'm just asking, you know, because uh, i got to watch out for everybody on this in this crypto land, man. You know how yeah, it, I understand. Yeah, you know how it is. So, so you got started in uh, mid-October, and they were, they were mining already on the start, and it was... Uh, it was yeah, an X proof of, proof of stake. Yeah, X X thirteen algo. Yep. You know, and uh, what what? How many coins you got total? Uh, I actually had quite a few, about three hundred thousand. But then my hard drive crashed. No, no, I mean not personally. I mean in the oh, the, the total okay. float of the coin. Uh, it's around fifteen million. It's proof of stake, and it's five percent. So every year, it it start. It's fifteen million, but it's going up slowly. Right, and uh, and you got a you got a multi pool going, but it's X thirteen. Uh, yes, the multi pool has X eleven, SHA two five six, and script, and it mines the most profitable coin and converts it to Opal since Opal isn't mineable anymore. Okay, so the only the uh, it's it's one of those it's a multi pool where all of this mining is done on other coins. Now, who runs the multi pool? Uh, that's Elite Mob from IRC, and I've actually started to help out with the pool. I helped develop the actual algorithm that switches the coins, but it's really the work of Mo Elite Mob, and the multi-pool is multi.altnuts.com. Okay, and uh, are, do you do this full-time? What does your development team do? Do they uh, work on this full-time? What's, uh, what's their uh, status? We have a few full-time full people. I'm in school, so I obviously can't do it all the time. But we have six people on our team, and so through that, we have someone working on support almost 24-7. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a 24-7 deal out there. So what's, uh, what's the story on uh, 
who, who, uh, what do you think that uh, Opal Coin was selected by James? How did, did James approach you? What was how was that done in order to? Uh, what do you think attracted uh, James uh, and Supernet to want to uh, be affiliated with Opal Coin? Oh uh, well, from there's a few reasons he joined us, and first was our technology, and well, what we have what we had at the time wasn't that innovative and ex extremely important since other coins had implemented it before but the main thing he chose us for was our development assets and our future plans um because what he felt was that our, he saw our roadmap before we released it and he saw our development skills and what he knows is that our team is committed to actually developing this coin and working with the supernet and he actually has a quote i'll see if i can find him find it from james um Sorry, I can't find it right now, but yeah, uh, it's basically for our development assets because he in crypto, 95% of coins are scams. They hire people to make the coin, so it's really tough to find an actual developer, and he felt that he saw that in Opal. All right, well, what would you consider your uh, crypto assets then? Uh, basically, what, what he said, I believe it was, um, it was that he gave, he asked for code and I provided it. And he saw that I was able to produce code in a quick amount of time that actually worked. For example, I helped him work <laughs> on the pinging of nodes. I'm, I'm not la I'm not I'm not laughing at you and and I understand exactly what you're talking about but it's just so James like you know James asks you to do something and you do it that's why that's Lutz and I met through Veracoin and one of the reasons we hooked up is I asked Lutz to do stuff and he did it in a in a very uh, rapid time and it's just and we we don't really joke about it too, but but we mention it. We, we how lucky we were to find each other because we finally found two guys who did what they said and were able to do what they say instead of making promises. And that's so. And that's where we were involved with Veracoin, and then Supernet got involved, and we decided to do Supernet radio. I was doing Veracoin VRC radio, and for precisely that reason. Because, that you're talking about. Uh, we saw Supernet as being the thing to do, that James was making it happen. We wanted to be part of that, so we expanded to Supernet Radio, and now we're doing Supernet Radio Network, which includes, uh, we're going to have, we have over 30 sites that are ready to go when we finally launch with Supernet. So I, I wasn't laughing at you, believe me. I was I was just amused and tickled to, see, to hear you uh, characterize that exactly uh, as, as James is. He's interested, and that's what happens on Slack, because you haven't been on Slack that long. No, I have not, but it's a great community. Right, and uh, so you wrote up some code for James now. Yeah, I, I actually found the quote, if you want to hear it, for a reason. Okay. Um, it's He said, the, this is JL77, James Lee, the head of Supernet, but it's the Keo coin success is their dev team. Chancer does a tech evaluation, and Opal was very uh, active in accepting feedback, but more specifically, I've worked with Wit recently, and he delivered actual working code in a short time. Right, so, exactly. So, so uh, can you tell us what kind of code uh, he was asking for, what, what the uh, yeah, usability sure. was? that? Uh... Yeah, sure. So 
I actually use Macs. I'm a big Apple fan, and I know some people are going to hate me for saying that. But, for example, SuperNet, the actual Bitcoin Dark uh, API, uh, for at first it was only available on Linux, and I actually converted it to cross-platform and developed the first uh, cross-platform version of SuperNet. And I did the same thing for VPN coin. They've previously only had a Windows wallet, but I converted it to a Mac wallet in about a day. Man, that sounds great. You're blowing me away, man. <laughs> so uh, this sounds really good. Now, uh, I want to, before we go any farther, I want to let people know out there, our listeners, that if you have questions for Wit, uh, post them on the chat and we'll get to those after, uh, as we get out uh, down towards the end of the uh and uh, we'll still have Wit on, and he can respond to those questions for you. But uh, I want to get some other uh, things cleared up, so we got a clear understanding of you know how Opal fits into the picture. So uh, so that just sounds so James like, and uh, so welcome to SuperNet. I've been on you know uh, you know several months, and uh, you know I'm active in uh, doing the SuperNet radio thing. So. Uh, so now that uh, so now we got you, he decided that he wanted you. Do you think it was that he wanted uh, you? So the uh, Opal Coin had to come along with it. Is that? It? Uh, I think it's both uh, because it's kind of like you get one and you get the other. Uh, most of my work is being done on Opal and innovating that, like our Opal Drive project. And he's very interested. He saw our roadmap and he was very interested in our future plans. So the use of Opal technology integrated into the SuperNet was what attracted him. Right, and uh, probably the understanding, uh, because some of the things that you're talking about, your o opacity uh, and uh, your, uh, what do you call it, the uh, encrypted messaging? Yes. And what's the difference between your encrypted messaging and opacity? Uh. Opacity is our uh, anonymity suite that basically we have two uh, kind of projects that we're working on. We have Gemlock and we have Opacity. Opacity is what we use for anonymity, and that includes stealth addresses and encrypted messaging. And then Gemlock is our privacy, is our security suite. So basically anything under the Opacity umbrella has to do with privacy, and under the Gemlock suite has to do with security. So you've got the messaging uh, with, and then security, is that where your uh, link to F-Secure comes in? Yes, that's where our uh, partnership with them is. All right, well, talk a little bit about, um, well, first of all, the uh, what would be, the, see, that's what people would are, are can get confused about with all of the different things that are going on in the different properties and features of all of the coins, where as uh, Bitcoin Dark has uh, telepathy and their anonymity thing, and then you come in with uh, your uh, opacity and your encrypted messaging, aren't, aren't they the same thing? Uh, no, they're actually very different, and they actually tie together in an interesting way, and I've talked to James about this. Uh, stealth addresses, which is under our opa opacity suite, 
those have to do with a lot of anonymity of the receiver, not necessarily the sender. While teleport and telepathy have a lot to do with uh, keeping the sender private, but not the receiver. So they can actually be tied together into one thing. And that's where Supernet happens, where all the crypto's features come together and become a unified and become unified. Right. That's the uh, that's the only uh, possible. Uh, my understanding of telepathy is that the only possible uh, way that it could be brute force to find out who was uh, send is at the receiver end. But even then. If they were, when the message gets to the node that it's being sent to in the same neighborhood, there might be 30 nodes there. You'd have to figure out which one is getting it, and then the message is encrypted anyway. Yeah. It's a genius system. I honestly haven't looked in it, at it too much, but I've talked to James about it, and it, it really doesn't have too many exploits at this point. Right. So what you're saying is that uh, your, your your software, your uh, your method. Now, what are we talking about here? This is opacity. Yes. All right. So uh, uh, your opacity has uh, a, a function to make it more anonymous on the receiver end, uh, yeah, and, and you could link link that final delivery of of telepathy through opa through opacity. Yeah, they can work together. This is just like you say; it's the genius of the internet. Now, this is uh, now, now. Does that have any relevance uh, with Crypto Note? Uh, actually, I'm not sure exactly how it ties in, but I know Crypto Note technology is used in Teleport. So it's actually three coin technologies at this point that are already able to work together in the supernet to provide maximum privacy. Right, the uh, Crypto Note. Uh, technology is in uh, Bullberry coin, which is one of the first uh, coins to uh, yep. be admitted to the coin to the uh, core, and has um, a lot to do with uh, limiting blockchain bloat. Yeah, which is they've done some great innovations there. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. You sound like you're you. As far as coding goes and information, uh, you're way ahead of me with abilities and knowledge. You know, I I see myself as a, a and and what we try to do at Supernet Radio is break this down for uh, people that are going to use it, and we want everybody in the known universe to be able to use it. My, the, That's cool. The big thing that I try to stretch is single click usability where you can just click to open, click to elect what you want to do and then enter the amount and do it or buy it or whatever you need to do, that one-click thing. And we're, we're a long way from that with Supernet. And uh, so I'm, I feel a lot of times that I'm out of my element and over my head talking with people like yourself and James. But, uh, again, uh, you seem to have that same... Uh, way of uh, explaining things in a way that someone that isn't tech as tech savvy as you might be uh, you're you're able to do that and that, that's what we need to do I mean we're gonna have a I'm not worrying too much about these terms that I'm throwing out like crypto note because I think our audience right now and today is mostly people who are into crypto and know what's going on. 
but at, at some point in time, um, uh, my the aim for Super Net Radio Network is to branch out and reach the people and explain how they're doing it. So what in the in the final analysis, what will uh, will Opal Coin be providing? Uh, do you see Opal Coin providing to the uh, to SuperNet? You know, is it just this opacity? You also have this hard drive deal as well. Uh, yeah, Opal Drive. That's Opal Drive. Okay. That's a partnership with this great project in the Bitcoin 2.0 space called Storage. Um, and what they do is they basically provide decentralized file storage. So what Opal does is on top of that, we put the transfer level on it. We make it easy to encrypt your stuff, send it. You, how it works is you encrypt, which basically means to make it so no one can see it. You encrypt it, you upload it to storage, and the other and the receiver with an Opal address will automatically receive it decrypted and get the file. So we partnered with Storager. It's not really a partnership. It's more of using the API. And what we're doing is we're allowing Opal users to easily transfer files between each other using a layer in Bitcoin 2.0 technology that doesn't necessarily cause a blockchain to have to store files. Well, that sounds great. Now, is is Storage is a um, uh, what kind of organization is Storage? Uh, sorry, what do you mean exactly by that? Are you know are they a, a large? Uh, are they are con- part of a conglomerate of uh, derivative of uh, Hewlett Packard, or are they a are they no, a, a, a small a- startup, or what exactly are they affiliated with anyone else? Do they issue? Are they listed on the stock exchange? You know, what's their uh, what's their status as a as a as an entity? Uh, they're very startup phase. I believe they have about three or four developers. It might have rise since I last talked to them, but um, they held an IPO for a token on the Counterparty Exchange, and that's how they raised money and. It's they're very small, but they are definitely very promising. And their technology is going to be released in a few weeks, I believe. It's in beta right now. I see. So they're really a, a relatively unknown startup. Not unknown outside of the Bitcoin world. Yes. Okay. Okay. And well, you know, it's still a problem. I'll tell you what I run into. I I haven't found a person yet that I said that I mentioned Bitcoin that didn't look like I had four heads. <laughs> But maybe it's different in your world. Uh, you know, we I'm I'm much much older, uh, but uh, th- that's uh, so. It's uh, it's con- it's a Bitcoin uh, universe um, creation. How long have they been around? Uh, I, I probably sometime since about May or something. I don't know exactly, but. I remember I signed up for their mailing list as soon as I saw it, just because it was such a genius project, and I've seen it grow through that mailing list. Uh, now you say is it is it just an API which like it converts the files to certain forms that are transferable, uh, or is it uh, is it work off of a block the blockchain? It's a, a blockchain. Sure, I'll explain. So basically, what it does is people can rent out empty parts of their hard drive uh, to. Any, to anyone on the internet and what storage will do is it'll split your file into many parts and share it among many uh, and many different people's hard drives so no one without the every single piece can actually see what it is 
but they're but people running out their hard drives are able to make money from people who want to use their hard drive to store files. And I believe it's about eight times cheaper than using Dropbox just because of the power of decentralized technology. Yeah, I studied a little bit on that because is now what is the difference between what you're offering and what Storage is doing, what you're uh, offering uh, with uh, Storage, and what Veracoin is trying to do with the SuperNet? Uh, what? Sorry, can you repeat that? Uh, it sounds like what you what Storage does. With uh, and what you're doing with the help of storage is uh, renting out uh, uh, hard disk space to anyone who has spared hard disk space that's on the internet. Is am I correct with that? Yeah. Well, what we use is storage handles all the renting out the hard disk. What we're doing with Opal is we're going to create an easy way to use Opal to buy storage space and then transfer files to others. We don't really handle the storing disk space just because storage has that down already. Okay. Now, that's now it's my understanding that uh, what what you have what you just described what storage does is what Veracoin is attempting to do uh, also. Yeah, that's interesting you mentioned that cuz we've actually been talking with Veracoin and once they get their storage stuff out, we're planning on switching from a storage-based uh, file-sharing system to actually Vericoin-based to keep it in the supernet. Well, I would say that's a scoop for Kavando. Yep. Yeah, so uh, we'll probably see a bump in uh, Vericoin uh, uh, prices <laughs> after this. <laughs> Who knows? So that's interesting. That's, uh, that's you know, that's very, very interesting. Uh you know, when you uh, mention uh, the money that they're saying, I, I, I did some research into that, and I see that some of these storage companies now get uh, $3,000 a month per terabit. To yeah, it's crazy. Storage completely fixes that problem because the prices are so high than what the actual cost is to these storage companies. By decentralizing it and letting just anyone rent out their storage space, they're able to lower the price to near cost. Well, the, the one problem I have with that is uh, what kind of redundancy do you have? These people that are going to be uh, uh, trusting uh, Vericoin or storage to uh, store their data, and uh, what if they, they, they need it available to them 24-7? How can that be guaranteed? Uh, I've actually talked. I saw a conversation between James and uh, Sean, who is the lead of the storage project, and uh, he had the same question. And I can't speak for how Vericoin sells this, but for storage, you choose how redundant your files are. And if a file automatically falls out, um, like if a computer falls out, it automatically repopulates to another computer that uh, that shard of the file. And so it's a little more expensive for each. Um, redundancy there is, but you can set it from like uh, your file is stored on three separate computers to your file is redundantly stored on a million separate ones, and it's just the cost rises for the redundancy. I see, and, and, it, and the client can decide, and when I say client, I mean the uh, customer. Yeah, the customer can decide the level of redundancy? Yep. And more redundancy, you pay more money? Yeah. Exactly. That makes too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that was great. We already got into storage. I wanted to talk about that. Uh, the 
Uh, now, what? Now, how about an explanation? I, I want to give you an opportunity to explain the difficulties that you had with the wallet and the uh, stolen Opal coins. Yeah, so for the people that weren't around for this, basically someone on Bitcoin Talk posted um, a malicious wallet that stole users' coins. And what it did was it they ended up actually gaining about, I believe it was somewhere around... 20 to 25 percent of opal just because some very some members of our community who held large amounts of opal were stolen um were stolen and so what happened was we considered a rollback because at when someone has about 25 percent of the coins that actually puts a blockchain at risk but eventually we're able to negotiate with the hacker and gain back 75 percent of the coins he stole and those were redistributed to the community who lost them Okay, so how, but uh, what I think people really want to know is how was it the hack possible? How did they do it? And then from following on with that, what have you done to prevent that from happening in the future? Sure. So what they did was on Bitcoin Talk, they quoted a post where we posted links to the wallet. And, but they changed the links. So to ra any random user, it would look like those were legitimate links. So when they clicked on those, and the post he said something like, download now. So it was actually very convincing for someone who wasn't expecting it. And they downloaded the wallets, and then we're actually having F-Secure analyze the malicious wallet to see exactly what the code was that harmed it. But they were able to steal it. And to answer your going further question, that's where a Gemlock suite comes in. Um, and Gemlock is basically our security suite, and it came as a result of this. Uh, and that's also where our F-Secure partnership is. What we're doing now is we're developing systems that prevent users from downloading malicious wallets and protect them from things like this. For example, we now have distributed DNS system verification of wallets, and we're, I can't tell much about it just because I can't, just because of their secret and under development with F-Secure, but we have some really cool plans with F-Secure right now. Okay. Now, so what, what you're saying is that, uh, now this was through Bitcoin Talk? Yes, on the it was. On the Bitcoin Talk forum, so it was almost like a, uh, a, a phishing scheme, but only with, exactly. with the link that led to the wallet. So when people downloaded the wallet from that link that you were, people had downloaded real wallets from, yeah. These people who came in at, uh, after they implemented this hack were the ones that were got hurt. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and you got now. Now, what were the numbers? They stole about twenty five percent, and you got how much of it back? Uh, we negotiated with him and got about seventy five percent back um, for free. He decided to hand it over. Just, I don't want to say out of goodwill because obviously the hacker is not a good person, but because he didn't because of the threat of a rollback basically and I can't say much how we're doing it but we're still be we're still getting some back to this day and I don't want to say how just because I don't want to give the hacker any clues but we're recovering some of the coins still okay great and uh, yeah please don't disclose anything that uh, you don't feel comfortable doing and uh, you know, always have uh, you know. Yeah, I, I, I got a. I'm getting a real good sense of. Uh, I'm liking your style there, Wit. <laughs> so um, now, what about this uh, in wallet trading? Is that is that available now? 
Yeah, it's only on Windows, and we're not exactly sure why, but on Linux and Mac, it isn't completely working yet. We're still analyzing that. But in the wallet, you're able to trade on Bitrex through their API. Um, and it's not too big of a feature, but it's pretty cool just in that now you can buy and sell Opal through the wallet. Yeah, it's a nice little feature, and uh, it shows some uh, some coding chops there. Or it seems to me it would be. Of course, any coding is difficult for Commando. But uh, the... Uh, all right, so let's see that that's uh, the the wallet trading now. The uh, now what about the uh, Android wallet? Uh, yeah, um, the Android wallet. It's pretty cool in what it is. It wasn't actually developed by our team exclusively, just because we're not really Java programmers, which is what Android runs on. But what it does is we've integrated opacity messaging in it it's like a text messaging system almost so now with opacity you can just text message your friends through your contacts through opacity uh... encrypted and not anonymous because your friends know who you are but you're able to encrypted use encrypted messages through your android and send messages to others alright but you can't uh... You, can you uh... you withdraw and buy and sell oh, yes. You can send Opal, you can receive Opal, you can transfer it to others through it, too. Now, where is that downloadable from? Uh, it's downloadable through the Google Play Store. Just search Opacity or Opal Coin in the search bar, and you should find it. Okay. Jeez, um, I had another question that came up, came to me, and it just slipped away right away with uh, with the, uh, about the wallet. Uh, but... Oh, oh! What's this other this other term that got that was strange to me was proof of developer. How does that fit into the scheme? Yeah, uh, proof of developer basically that people have programs to verify that the developer is actually a real person and not just like because there's almost serial fake developers that just create coins, pump and dump them, and leave. So what proof of developer does is prove that you have actual developers who are working on the coin that aren't just going to dump it. And to be honest, uh, we only did it because the community asked. I feel like in the past it hasn't been the most successful thing because developers have still gotten very high rankings on proof of developer and still ditched the coin and stuff. But proof of developer just kind of provides a safety mechanism if the developer decides to scam the community. Yeah, I see a couple of those certificates for different... Uh, there's been several of those uh, that wanted to deal with that that problem that uh, anybody in crypto knows of with uh, all, uh, you know, the Wild West that uh, the crypto world has been for, uh, for the last several years. I, I, I think it was a pretty pretty nice spot for you know until 10 or 11 and then people started seeing all the money involved and it got kind of crazy and uh so they came up with this how 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 can we be assured that these developers are who they say they are because it's the double-edged sword of anonymity now you have a couple of those authorizations or certificates from different companies yes and uh, and so your so you decided to do another version of it that was had a better idea or a better methodology or it I, I mean how how can you accomplish something like that 
I mean, when it comes down to developers and things, that's the, that's the problem. It isn't. My view is that it isn't the the blockchain is uncorruptible. It's mathematics. It can't be corrupted. It comes down to people. When you get people involved, you get them. Uh, they're the ones that are trying all these tricks and come up with all their hidden agendas and, and uh, trying to uh, manipulate and for their own uh, personal gain. And uh, how, how, uh, is, is there any way that you can keep that? You can't keep people out of it. So isn't it uh, like tilting windmills to think that you could have something like proof of developer? Uh, proof of developer, it's, yeah, as I said earlier, it's not the most effective thing. I know with Equinox coin, they had proof of developer and the guy still scammed the, them and ditched the coin. But it's kind of a just way to verify either you send in a few identifying things like your ID, um, you write a brief history of your coding history. But it's not exactly a proof that you're not going to scam them, but it's a nice step towards uh, showing that you're reliable and I think the most way to prove the best way to prove you're reliable is to actually keep developing stuff and innovating so that's what Opal is trying to do because we don't think that a certificate is all you need to be a good coin well you're thinking along the same lines I am is that uh, what they need is to get some time behind them and uh, as as the crypto uh, ages if uh, if you know, 15 years from now, Opal Coin is still around and Veracoin and Supernet are still around, then they'll have credibility and then your proof of developer will will have a past performance of all of these coins and it'll become more valuable. Yes. But then again, you get things, I, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, a couple of years ago in the uh, conventional stock market, uh, th they have these things called derivatives, and there was some heavy gambling going on. It caused the the the, the worldwide crash in uh, '08, and there was a uh, company, uh, Bearings Bank, out of the UK that was a very very old firm, and had actually done the financing for the Louisiana Purchase, and some guy some 28-year-old trader in Australia uh, made a big bet in derivatives on uh, the Japanese stock market was uh, that was hot at the time. And about uh, 24 hours after he made that big bet, they had a huge earthquake. And, and it, it, they lost everything. And it, it actually crashed uh, bearings. And bearings went bankrupt because of it. So even with that longevity, you know, there's going to have problems. I guess it comes down to who you can really trust. Yeah, and I think just no one can guess the future. So you just have to do whatever you can to prove your trustworthiness. But you can never be 100% sure. So you just try to do whatever you can, in my opinion. Okay. Now, the only other thing that... Uh Oh, the other thing is that you have a deal with F Secure, which is security. Now, now, what is what is your uh, your link to F Secure? And you got some kind of a bonus that if you pay with Opal Coin, you can uh, you get a break on the price. Yeah, thirty percent off. So basically, what happened after that malicious wallet? A person of the Bitcoin Talk community reached out to us, Altcoin Center, and basically they're sort of a startup that works with altcoins and helps them out. And they have connections to F-Secure and some higher-ups there. 
and F Secure for a while has been interested in F Secure for a while has been interested in cryptocurrency, but they never exactly found the right time to do it. So they're using Opal as a pilot to kind of test out the abilities of this cryptocurrency idea. And so if Opal does well, they're eventually going to expand out and hopefully add some more SuperNet coins and Bitcoin. Do they have a, uh, a more recognizable, I don't recognize the name F-Secure, do they have a more rec recognized platform uh, th uh, that they use, or is that just it, F-Secure? I, I, actually, I actually know, let me jump, I, I actually know F-Secure. It's a, it's a, a pretty uh, elite antivirus and firewall software that they have. And they, they do have a good VPN service that they offer. Is it a corporate deal, uh, Lutz? Yeah, it's it's like a McCaffrey or a, a, a you know just not as popular as them, or it's 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 like a Norton, you know. It, it's, yeah, they're publicly traded. I think they're really big internationally, not so much in the U.S., but they're definitely a very respected antivirus company. Like their head research officer is the most watched computer security tech talk TED talk of all time. And they're pretty big out there, just not so much in the U.S. I see. And 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 how exactly did you get hooked up with them? Uh, basically, a community member has close ties to them, and when they heard about the Opal Coin hack, they felt like it was a good chance to use a, to test out the cryptocurrency. And Opal is a, a pilot for them. They reached out to us. The power of networking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now the other thing that. Uh, I was actually going to send you a private message uh, on on this matter, but I was doing some uh, trying to do a little work on all your coins so I could you know not sound like a numbskull when I'm interviewing you today. So uh, and I was checking out the uh, new uh, promo vid that you have. Yeah. And when I was watching that, uh, the the audio was saying Bob and Alice. And the uh, the video it said was had Bob and Bill there. Oh yeah. Um, basically, we recorded the audio before doing the video, and our animator only had a male. Uh, what what would you avatar almost? And so we've had it fixed, and in the final release of it, we're gonna actually have it say Bob and Bill. But right now it says Bob and Alice just because it's a draft at this point. All right. So, uh, well, the video does, is, is, is fine with Bill. You just have to change the audio. <laughs> or, or vice versa. I mean, you got to <laughs> change one. Okay, listen, uh, Lutz, are you there, man? Yes. Yeah, we, we have some questions from the audience. That's what I was going to say. Why don't uh, you've been probably watching that? So, Wit uh, Lutz, who is the engineer here uh, on Supernet Radio Network, will uh, will uh, go over some of the questions that we've got coming in on the chat, and you can answer those if you would. You sound good, man. I appreciate you giving us the time, and uh, no I'll and I'll be here listening too, and uh, we'll see what happens. Go ahead, Lutz. All right, so so we got we got somebody uh, asking, is Opalcoin going to be in PayBase? <laughs> no, uh, we actually withdrew from CoinSwap because God bought them. We don't feel like PayCoin is a reputable coin. We don't believe that God has the best intentions. So no, we will not be in PayBase. All right. Uh, also, we have a certain, somebody, uh, Jeff Diesel, is asking, when can we get a sh a shinier Android app icon? Uh, 
we can. And I, after this interview, I'll actually change it. I know it's like a black one right now, just not very much color, but we'll change it if the community feels like it would be beneficial. That Jeff Diesel's half kidding. He's a funny guy, that guy. <laughs> uh, also, somebody out there on the internet, uh, his name is Spark. He's asking, uh, Wit, given your age and your standing amongst our crypto community, uh, with your work on these coins, do you have any trouble balancing your work here and things like homework? Uh, I don't feel that I do that much. My school is very progressive in the way they teach. They're very big on computer stuff. I'm taking computer science classes. Um, and I always have time to work on the code, especially on weekends. So I don't feel like being a student is a hindrance at all. All right. Uh, we have another one out there, uh, an anonymous person that didn't feel, you know, and that's part of that's part of the chat. You could stay anonymous if you want. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Moolah scandal in Dogecoin? Oh, so I, yes, I was very. I used to be a big supporter of Moolah. And it kind of took me as a shock when everything came out. Um, my view is it just shows that no one can be trusted in crypto because since and crypto is uh, because crypto is trustless, as some call it, you can never actually trust anyone. So what you really need to do is vet people out and always keep your coins local as much as you can. Uh, it's a shame it happened. I really feel bad for the people that lost large amounts of money. I lost about a bitcoin in the moolah scandal. Uh, which wasn't too big of a loss for me, but it certainly wasn't great. Uh, I think, so I, I think all we can do is learn from this and in the future use services that where we can protect our coins ourselves. I think we could all agree leaving our uh, coins on a centralized storage or uh, centralized uh, exchange is, is never a good idea, which hopefully Supernet will be uh, giving us a better solution to very soon. And uh, I'm not seeing very many more questions. Uh, what will the Opal token uh, asset do for us in the future? Yeah, I've heard that question a lot. And basically what we created Opal token for was basically to introduce the Opal community to Next and Supernet. Because a lot of them weren't too familiar with uh, basically Bitcoin 2.0 technologies. So what we did was um, we created an asset on the Next asset exchange. And what we're doing is basically just on revenues for certain things, we're just going to be giving back to the community of Opal Token as dividends. And that's going to be starting as soon as we get the multi-gateway up. And so currently the two revenue streams are from Opal Market, which is our online marketplace where you can buy and sell things for Opal. And our F-Secure partnership, 10% of all purchases go towards Opal Token dividends. So holding on to these babies will pay out. Yes, hopefully. And how are and how are they issued again? Uh, I, uh, I see. I got some just the uh, just yesterday. Uh, well, yeah, they were originally distributed at fifty percent via faucet, which gave out about it went down as time went on, but it gave fifty thousand to a hundred thousand opal token a person, um, and that went on for about three days. Twenty five percent were given out as dividends to Supernet asset holders, such as Supernet JL seven seven Hodl and next venture and 25% went to the opal team and we're giving we're distributing those through giveaways and such is that is so what is the uh the total uh, opal token that uh, will be in existence 
Is there a ceiling 15, on it? Uh, yes, uh, fifteen million, which is the exact same amount as Opal's original cap. I see. Um, I see another question from uh, Egoset. He wants to know what the difference uh, between storage and made safe is. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the MadeSafe platform, but I know it has to do with decentralized store uh, servers, not as much as decentralized storage. But I know they are two competing platforms, and we'll see how it turns out. Um, but I wish the best of luck for both, and I can't actually answer that question very well without looking more de into more depth towards um, MadeSafe. But I believe MadeSafe is more towards servers rather than actual storage. Well, I'll tell you what, Wit, I really appreciate someone uh, who says that they don't know. You know, too, too often uh, people will come up with some crap and stuff, and if you don't know, you don't know. That's a really good sign. No wonder I'm getting a good feel about you. I want to give a shout-out to Prince, who, that's uh, P-R-I-N-T-S. Uh, we recently recruited him into Supernet Radio. He's going to be uh, a DJ and uh, work with us. We're trying to groom him to uh, become a part of Supernet Radio. We're always on the lookout for uh, things, people uh, that can add to the value of Supernet Radio Network, which we want to add value to Supernet as a whole. Now, Prince, in response to the question about uh, Paybase, said that uh, he didn't think that was a very serious question. So Prince is going to uh, bat for you. I, he's quite the musician. I see he's got uh, one of his uh, tunes for sale on your Opal Marketplace. Yes, uh, he's a really talented musician. He gives out a lot of free music. Uh, and I encourage everyone to support him, buy the album, just check everything out by him because he's really talented and a big supporter of the local community. Uh, and he actually runs a um, a radio station that's sponsored by Opal called um, Crypto Radio. And the cool thing about him is instead of trying to compete, he actually now works with you guys. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we've just uh, started our uh, our uh, interaction just the last couple of days. We're, we're looking forward. We're we're both both Lutz and I are really excited about it, and it seems that uh, Prince as well. It's uh, 770, uh, 777 uh, Opal for uh, for that album out of the Opal Marketplace. Uh, I wonder where he got it's that. Very good if anyone's wondering. Yeah, I wondered if uh, where he got that number seven seventy seven. So uh, anyway, uh, well, is is there anything else you'd like to add? What anything you want to say that uh, we didn't cover? Uh, I'm glad Lutz. Uh, I got Lutz in there. That fleeting thing that had was Opal token. So oh, Lutz picked me up right there. I appreciate that because that's a, that was an important thing that. Uh, I, I know one thing about faucets that, you know, puts me off is that if people start giving it away free, I, I, I kind of go, whoa, you know, wait a minute. But uh, in this case, uh, I, I think it might be uh, quite the opposite. Yeah, we did it more as just an appreciation to the community because we feel like one of our greatest assets is our community in the Oval community. Uh, in Opal because we just have on our IRC we have about a hundred people it's just a very strong community so we wanted to thank them and that's what the token is for yeah Peter uh, is asking is the Opal marketplace decentralized 
Uh, currently, no. And I've, there are actually a few people asking questions in Slack about the marketplace. The marketplace was one of our earliest like things that we developed. It's about twenty thousand lines of uh, handmade code. Uh, we got a very talented developer on it. Our web developer, um, who's da who is Dan. Um, he's on the Opal team, but uh, we haven't really focused on that too much lately. But in the future, we are looking to possibly integrate it with Supernet and decentralize it because it shouldn't be too hard to actually do. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> so, anyway, I'll tell you what. I, I, this has been really a, a lot of fun for me. Uh, we've got a lot of information answered all the questions I had. We'll give it just a few more minutes here to see if we get any more questions coming in. Lutz, have you got anything else you wanted to ask? Any technical questions uh, while we still have Wit on the line? Uh, actually, yeah, I did. Uh, give me one sec. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys answered it because I'm kind of busy here in the background with the Merck and the Skype and the, you know, and, and getting people's questions. And, yeah, exactly. And put and, and pushing pushing the link out there so people know to listen. Uh, there, there was. How does opacity work? I mean, uh, did, did you? I'm not sure if I, I caught that. If you covered it yet. Yeah, we, uh, we did go over that earlier, but you can run it down real quickly again there, Wit, if you would. I, which part of Opacity exactly? Because the, the, Opacity the, the, is just the suite of all the privacy features. Ah, so it, the encrypted messaging, is that, is that uh, like, is the, the encryption 256, is there, is there a level of encryption on? Uh, on yeah, it actually uses a few different methods of encryption. Um, I didn't develop it just because I don't I don't have a crypto math background. We used a library to do it because um, we felt that was the best opportunity to do it. Um, but basically how it works is it encrypts your message and it sends it to all the different wallets and those wallets try to unlock it with their private key and they're unable to see what the message is. Uh, but once it gets the right node or wallet, um, it automatically decrypts and it will show up in your wallet. And this even though it sounds like a long time pinging every single node, it actually happens in about one second or less. And that's that's related to how's that related to opaque addresses? Uh, it's that... it's all it's under our opacity umbrella, which is just our privacy features. Um, so it's similar to opaque addresses, just in that it has to do with privacy. Opaque addresses are a form of Peter Todd's stealth addresses, um, which. He developed it, or he didn't develop, but he implemented the idea, um, and it's in Dark Wallet. And so, what it does is it basically hides the. You can give out an address, and it will automatically generate an address for uh, yourself every time someone sends to it. So people don't know what other transactions you've received. So, for example, someone could put it as a tip address, but if you don't want people to see how much you've received, they won't be able to. Oh, that's that's a good, that's a nice feature. I like that. Okay, so Ed, I I believe I'm I'm done. I I really don't see any more questions from from people over here in the audience. I think you've answered them all. All right. The other thing, uh, the the thing I want to say uh, to Lutz is uh, one of the other things when he was when uh, Wit was explaining um, opacity to me was it's it's more uh, designed for on the receiver end. And that's where, you know, if there's any weakness at all in telepathy, it's on the receiver end. So uh, they're looking to uh, meld 
the opacity uh, with the uh, the tail end of the transaction, you know, the transmission in telepathy. That's that's a nice partnership. Yeah, well, uh, I I do see I do see a question. Uh, is there a new wallet coming out? Uh, yeah, when, it's when not a it major release, but it does have the SuperNet wallet integrated, and it's basically just a. We have a kind of iframe, if any web developers know what that is, uh, into a public node that's run by us. Um, and so you can access the SuperNet wallet and the Next wallet from the Opal wallet. And that's really the only major part of this new release. It's not a major release, but it should be coming out today or tomorrow. We had some problems with compiling. Nice. Is there a multi-pool that people could uh, mine Opal, even if the, I know it's proof of stake? Yeah, we went through that earlier, yes. Lutz, too. Okay. Uh, yeah, there is. It's multi.altnuts.com or o-pool.com. They're both the same one. Oh, okay, yeah, very cool. It's I, I, I have a few little miners that I want to put to work. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little pool. It doesn't have too much hash power, but we're still getting blocks, and it still is profitable if you... If you have enough miners. Okay. Anything else you want to add, uh, Wit? Uh, not really. Just thank you to you guys for doing the interview. Thank you to our community for supporting every all of our developments, and it really means a lot that you guys care. Oh yeah, we do. And I'll tell you what, I'm impressed with you, and uh, you're doing yeoman work. You know, it's way past me. I mean, it's just like when I talked to the, I was talking with someone today. Uh, oh, one thing, I, I got a couple other, one other question is, I went out to IRC today, and uh, it didn't seem to be reactive. How, how, how is, uh, what's going on out on IRC? How is that, how do you use that in the community? IRC, it's basically a chat room, and sometimes it isn't active, and sometimes we'll get 100 messages in 10 minutes. Um our tip ball went down just because uh, the tip ball we were using uh, had a security flaw, but we're getting that back up as soon as possible. Um, luckily, I don't believe many funds were lost, and uh, um, so our community wasn't very hurt by that. Um, but yeah, so sometimes you'll go on it, and not a few, many people will be talking. Sometimes a lot will be on it, and we basically just use it as a community hub. If anyone has questions for the developers. Or they just, or if they want to talk to Prince, request a song for Crypto Radio, anything you can just go on IRC and just talk. Okay, so it's not uh, it's not a heavy development platform like Slack. No, no, and the developers we do have a private channel that we use to talk, but um, we don't use it that much. All right, well that was my next question. So uh, okay, well that's uh, that's about it. Uh, we, we got a good uh, uh, this, this went along really well uh, you can sign off now I'm going to make some closing comments and uh, make sure that everyone is aware of the uh, the fact that uh, I will post this it will be ready for replay in the archives all you got to do is go to supernetradio.com and scroll down and uh, to the archives, and uh, you know, I'll label it accordingly. It'll take me about 20 minutes or so to get this up. And uh, everything that's posted in the archives is also available on SoundCloud. So uh, if you didn't hear it, um, if you didn't hear it live, 
you can go on and uh, we'll put this in the queue and it will be running uh, periodically on Supernet Radio, you know, uh, going forward. So thanks again to Wit, uh, 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 Handle Bass Guitar Man of Opal Coin for a wonderful description of uh, everything. Very well spoken. And uh, man, I, he made me understand what's going on. So uh, that's an accomplishment right there. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Wit. We'll be talking Thank to you. you. We'll see you around the uh, Internet. Great. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome. Okay, that's it from uh, uh, Commando on Cape Cod. Lutz, you got anything to add? No, no everything everything's pretty good. I, you guys did a great job. I mean, the, I was checking it, the you know the the audio levels the whole time. Everything came out pretty great. It's really good. I'll tell you what. It's great to have an engineer. Okay. Yep. So. I, All right. That's I it. Mean, uh, yeah, it's about it, bro. Okay, I'll... Right. I'll thanks, I'll, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. All right, signing off. This is Kavando from Cape Cod. Peace out. <laughs>